You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. No, 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 fishing! Now, inshore, offshore. If it's in the water, we'll tell you how to get it in the boat. It's Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. Flats Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. I am your host, Captain Bubba Bencourt. I am live in the studio with the one and only James Garrison, a.k.a. Dad. And, morning, morning. And the goofball himself, Ryan Hoppy. What's up, dude? Sup, dude? Sup. Uh, you're a little emotional this morning about the I'm whole very bit. moody. I don't know why. Yeah, you are. It's I, this I time mean, of the month. Yeah, it's that time of the month. You know, you've had certain things happen this week, and then I feel like we're catching, you know, you kind of releasing everything that's happening. I don't mean to. It's all good. Yeah. Let's don't... focus on having an amazing show. We're going to do that. We are definitely going to do that. It's been two weeks. Been out. Um, actually uh, did a 10-day bid at the hospital, which was not fun. Uh, you doing better, though? I'm doing better. I'm actually, I went back to work on Friday. I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, I haven't used certain muscles in my body, and I'm pretty sh- sore. Wait, me ever or now? Well, no, 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 now, 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 because okay. I do use those muscles, you know, going, you don't, you don't think about it, but when you're chartering, you don't think about how many times you actually go up two steps, come down two steps, go up two steps, come down two steps in an, in a 12 hour day. The serious. So I got the, is this serious is, right now? Is the glutes. Is this, is it the glutes like right underneath your butt cheeks? That right there is super sore. <laughs> you know, that's pitiful. That's, that's... I'm just saying. So, but Bless you know, you know what they say is they say if you for every day you spend in the hospital, you need a week to recover after that. Is that what they say? That's what they say. And I've heard it from a couple of different people. Because if you think about it, I mean, I was only getting up and walking around twice a day, yeah. And sometimes I would only do a couple laps on my floor. But the days that I needed vitamin D and I needed to be outside, I needed to hear the birds chirping. I would walk all the way out of the children, all the way out of the children's hospital, and stand in the sun, and just. You know, sunbathe, sunbathe. That's exactly what I was doing because I was losing my mind inside there. So thank God everything's good. I'm back. I'm, I'll be 100 percent, I would say, by next weekend. And uh, now we're moving forward. And uh, well, actually, glad, to, glad to have you back. Yeah. Thank you. Glad to be back and fresh out of the hospital. I mean, hours after the hospital, we got our tight line Tuesday that we've been promoting for over a month and the show must go on. I I was I was probably about sixty five percent that day, but thank God I had the help of all you guys, so I didn't have to do a little, you know, any of the heavy lifting and all the stuff that it goes into preparing for Tightline Tuesday, because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to that, and uh, thank God we had all extra hands on deck and uh, thank th- and thank you to Mike over at Southeastern, yeah, for Mike, the for Mike. the help getting the chairs out, getting the lighting ready. Yeah, they actually did a great, and that lighting was great. There's a lot idea. that goes on in these events to, to get it ready, and people don't realize. And yeah, It's, it's it, nice when the, the host of the, of they help, Susan, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They were, they, were, uh, they were fully committed. And it was nice, man. It was nice, actually. It, it, it was actually, I want to say it was probably one of my, one of my favorite seminars that I've done, because I just was, I'm so pumped up about tarping, and... I've learned so much from people over the years and actually have now gone and used those techniques and they work. And when you're able to share that with other people and then they're able to go out there and do the same thing 
You know, it's not, there's not there's not like a bunch of secrets to it. I mean, there's this there is some things, the different techniques that you can use. Well, there's, and you yeah, can there's things that'll help you. Yeah, when yeah. you're out there, you can, you know, anybody can actually stumble upon one. You know, if they have a general idea how to do it, but there's little tricks and little things that can actually, you know, help your hookup rate or the land rate. Yeah, which you know, like we we talked about before, the the land rate of a tarpon is about twenty percent. So, I mean. I talked about even just having great tarpon days where you go out and you jump eight fish. That's that's an awesome day to me. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy with that too. Absolutely. You know, I mean, of course, you always want to try to get that fish to the side of the boat and get the picture because that's your trophy. And you know, I mean, obviously, but I mean, a a, a real true tarpon fisherman um, can be okay with you know jumping eight eight fish. That's a that's a that's a hell of a day. Yeah, and here's the thing too. So like like Shelly and Alan were there. They haven't caught one. They were taking notes and everything. And you want to tell them, you know, five minutes into this fight, like if you hook up, excuse me, if you hook a hundred plus pounder and it's the first time you've ever hooked one, I mean, your adrenaline might carry you a little farther, but after five, six minutes, like you're, Listen, your yeah. arm, you're ready to pass that thing your, off a little bit or share it. <laughs> your arm, your lower back goes completely inflamed. It is, it is especially like if you... If you fight that fish going into 45 minutes to an hour, yeah, like you said, your adrenaline will take you to your first 10, 15 minutes. But it go, there's a lot that goes in. At that point, once you hook that fish, like I, I, when I tarp a fish, I like to have at least three people. But once you hook that fish, then your driver has a lot to do with it. Your driver is going to really help you land that fish or get close to landing that fish because they got to be on point. You got to know where that fish is running. You got to be able to chase him, and you got to hope that that fish gets away from that stall. And then once he's out in the open, it's, I mean, it's pretty much game time. As long as you don't have any anything go wrong with your tackle, you, you should be able to, you know, fight that fish for a while and get him in. But it, it's, it, it's rare they go out, though, straight out of that thing. They, they always, know, they they always know, hang to the like, structure. Just like the snook know. Just like a lot of fish know when anytime they're near structure, they know. You know, uh, and they—they're smart, but they're also—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's that time of year, and it—it it really gets me pumped up. And that sem- seminar got me pumped up. Just going over, basically, I was going over everything in my head that I need to prepare for and be prepped for, and make sure you have that anchor buoy, and make sure you have your crab nets, and because. Like I said during the seminar, if you're going to tarp a fish and that hill tide comes those five days, you're going to get after it. You're going to try to be out there three or four days of that hill tide so you can give yourself the best chance whether you're at Egmont, Bean Point, or you're at the bridge. But yeah, because they're not here. They're not here every week. No, they're not. So, I mean, uh, you take advantage of it. I know I, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to be fully committed on the next hill tide and actually – you know, I might not be You're going out. early, huh? I'm going early. I'm those. There's resident fish at that bridge, and I already seen some videos. Goodwine had a picture where he was hand feeding them, and I don't know how he didn't flip a, a line in there and try to. Hook he even one. he even said it during the video. He's like, I don't, I don't even want to catch one of these things. I don't target them at all, and it drives me nuts. Like, hey, there's no way. Yeah. We see them at marinas in Key West or, or here, and you're not even supposed to throw a line out there, and we don't care. We no. do what we got to do. Anytime you can hook a tarpon or jump a tarpon, I mean, that's, that's, that's I mean, I'm not saying do. sneak into the marinas at night and fish <laughs> them at all. No, don't do that. Yeah. And if you do do that, cover your tailplate. Make sure you wear a hoodie and a buff <laughs> if you do do it. not wearing a hoodie. <laughs> well, you know, you got a hoodie on your shirt or yeah. some of the Flash yeah. Mafia shirts. But uh, 
All in all, man, you know what was really good is that after the seminar, everyone was like me. I was still pumped up about it, but they actually went in back into the store and bought tackle, bought reels. Tarpon gear. Bought, brought yeah. all tarp, you know. And, and and that's how I remember as a kid going to those things. I was pumped up like, hell, I'm going to – whatever money I had, I was going to spend it on tackle, whatever they told me I needed. And uh, it's nice to be able to do have Tightline Tuesday at a actual spot that has to do with fishing so people, you know, they can relate right to it and go right inside if it's something they don't have or have to have after hearing the seminar. And, um, and Southeastern, too, they, they – put a huge sale on for yes. just us that night that, that was a big de- and that was a big deal because 40 percent off on yeah, some they, things you could have got those they had a i think it was the pen conflict twos they had those combos up for 40 percent off and they were only running those specials for that night and i i mean they ran a lot of good deals and i i know a lot of our people uh took advantage of it and one thing i did notice too is that we fight you do it in a different you do it in a different area and the actual 15, 20, 15 to 20 people that I've never seen before showed up. And I, it's it's nice to see new faces because, you know, there was a guy that says, hey, man, I've been listening to you guys for, you know, a year and a half on the bone. And you guys, I heard you guys were going to be in my neighborhood. And boom, he shows up. Then, I, like, there was another little group in the back that I, I've never seen them come to our one of our events before. and And that's the thing is bringing out new faces, and that's what Southeastern likes. They want to see the new faces, you know, especially people didn't even know they existed or were even there. But uh, they have a great store. They got it laid out right. They literally have everything and anything you need from freshwater to saltwater to fly fishing to, I mean. Even used stuff. You, yeah, they got a great thing. I mean, there's a lot of good used reels in their, in their stash and a lot of good rods. I mean, I just took some rods there the other day to get repaired. The rod and reel repair there is outstanding. I mean, it's it's really your one-stop shop for fishing. And, uh, again, once again, a big thank you because it, it, it's, it really is nice when um, you can get your sponsor on board and to really help out and set up um, a good seminar like that. So I'm kind of – I'm definitely looking forward to um, doing another one there. And, and, you yeah. did, and you did well, too, I will say thank that you. for you. You thank did you. well. Well, you know, I had you, I had you in my corner, so – um, that helped out, but I appreciate it. But uh, all in all, big thanks to Southeastern. Big thanks to the Boozy Pig for um, donating the food. That food got crushed quick. It, they always does. But uh, one thing I, I know, uh, Tambuzo was he was tied up. So how was how was the grand opening? Did you I, get to that, go? that was absolutely amazing. I, I'm gonna tell you something right now. The food that they got that on that menu and what they're pumping out of there is is top notch. That he's gonna be the newest talk of the town. And yeah, the boozy pig on uh, it's on Cypress, Cypress and, Lincoln. and Lincoln. And if you want, listen, one thing that happened a lot that night is he pretty much almost sold out of all the entire uh, the uh, what do you call it? The meat um, display. What do you call those? I'm, I'm lost for words on Just it. Just go ahead. All the steaks, ribeyes, bacon, sausage, hot dogs, all that. He was selling the hell out of all of it, bro. It was so awesome because I've seen him. You know, he's been a, a friend of mine since we were four years old. And I've I've seen him grow over the last five, six years and then seen him have a vision and then seen his, his vision and his dream and then seen it, it all come through, all come true. Like, 
just amazing. That's hard work pays off. Oh, my I mean, God, dude. He's and, got a good spot, too. It's in a good location. Yeah. And Easy it, to get to even after you're fishing. Even at, Yeah, right after and you're if fishing. And you if you hunt, <laughs> bring your meat on over. Yeah, bring your meat all over. Take care of your meat. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. The boozy pig. Y'all, big shout out to Andrew Tambuzo, man. We're not I, talking about you, Hoppy. Yeah. We're talking about the boozy pig. <laughs> ah, good one. All right, so good we're one, gonna Dad. Take, we're going to take a real quick break. This is Flats Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. We'll be back shortly. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone, brought to you by Big Storm Brewing Company. Okay, Hoppy, you did you did good there in a minute in a minute of time. I like Thank what you, you did there. Yeah, good job. Well kid. done. Thank give you, give yourself a pat on the back because you know you can reach it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> uh, so we had when we did went. He to just high five his best friend. <laughs> he just did. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to break. Uh, we had a couple questions on our Facebook Live about the hill tide. Um, your hill tides now, this time of the year, are going to be coming on your new moons and your full moons. And the reason why they call them hill tides, like if you looked at your chart, I mean, they literally look like hills. You're gonna giant, get, giant hills. Giant hills. You're going to get a, a ton of water that rushes in, and then you're going to get a ton of water that rushes out. And, you know, when that water rushes out and you get that big crab flush, that's when those fish are going nuts over at, you know, Bean Point, Anna Maria, uh, Egmont. It flushes them to the the tidal yeah areas too, so the fish kind of get a little huddled up, and they'll they'll hang around Egmont and they'll get huddled up on the bridge right and on a bean point. Lines. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, a hill tide. That's your hill tide, and, and make sure you uh make sure you bring a net for those when those crabs start flushing. That's that's your most ideal bait to use for the tarpon. And you also get the crab flush on the outgoing. outgoing Go ahead and answer tide. that question yes. now. Yes, that's why I like to fish on the incoming on the bridge and then head out. I mean, we got plenty of time to talk about tarpon. They're not here yet. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna hit we'll into that into fully when when they get here. I'm but, sure it'll take up every show. Yeah, but, but um, the fishing. You know, I, I I actually I was off like two weeks off the water, so I jumped back on Friday and Saturday, and had two trips. And you know, my my Friday trip was was our tide was terrible. I don't know if you looked at the tides, but Friday and Saturday tides were terrible. So in the morning. You know, I went I went back to the pond. You know, that's like kind of like start things off, get, get, everyone, get everyone a tight line, break the ice. And, you know, the fish were chewing on the chummers, but they, they were just hook shy again. So it, it we literally caught one snook in the first three hours of our trip. So, But, you know, my buddy Jimmy that came and helped me out on the trip, he was like, man, like you weren't getting nervous, like, you know, not being able to get them on fish. And I never felt – nervous or i never felt uncomfortable because i had repeat clients Are, were the clients able to see the fish as well oh yeah they're i mean what are you supposed to do you know yeah. as a captain you, you do everything you can because at, at that point when the fish aren't eating you're scrambling you're doing other things you're trying to yeah I mean, pulling you, out all the tricks in your in your book yeah and, and if they don't eat the, and the client can see the fish it just they, sometimes they just don't eat yeah well the, here's the thing what, what, what can make it a little bit more they can they're smut they're smashing the greenbacks on the chummers, but they just weren't hitting the lines. And then, like, the snook were sitting next to the boat, almost in the 360 degrees, 
just completely around the boat, and they weren't hitting the lines. It's it's a it's frustrating because we had the same thing Friday too. Like we had tons of of fish. I'm talking about in slot fish, probably ten to fifteen in the area we could see them, and then we had ten or twelve over slots, and then a ton. I mean, a ton of twenty two to twenty four inches. You know the them little ex- excitable ones and ones that yeah, just eat everything that hits the, the water. Juvies, yeah, they and none of them were eating on Friday. And I can I can imagine how frustrating that is, but to have them actually hitting the chummers too, and you can't hook them. I mean, it happens. I've had it happen, but it sucks. It does. I mean, you, you can't figure out what to do. You go lighter in your leader. You go lighter on your hook. You go smaller hooks. Smaller you hook through leader. the nose. I've tried hooking them through the back, just mm-hmm. so maybe the, you know maybe they're seeing your line, so you're trying to hide the line from cutting them. the tail off. I mean, you put even put a split shot on, throw a bobber on. You do everything, and it just gets frustrating. But you know, I had a. Uh, I had a guy, Brad, that was on my boat, uh, who last time he came, he brought his fly rod, and he was, he was this guy loves to smoke cigars. He'll mow down three cigars an hour and just sit there and flip his fly rod. Well, he didn't bring his fly rod this time, and he didn't know he was coming fishing. His daughter surprised him. So I knew that he was, they, it was a family that came off of a fisherman, so they understood it. But I knew it was a six-hour trip. I knew once that water moved up enough where I could go north, I hit some of my spots in Rocky Creek, and I kind of spooked some fish going in there because it was my first time back. I blamed it on being lazy. I didn't, I didn't go and put the trolling boner down. I kind of went in on my engine. It was towards the first day back, and I was I was fatigued. And I what? Hold up. Would you forget that you can't just roll up in there on the it's engine? Not, it's not that. It's that I I should have been on the front of the boat with the trolling motor, and I would have saw the fish sooner. Now, still creeping in there the way I did, I was able to drop the power poles and still chum. Like, I mean, I had, I, I probably threw out 50 baits in the, the first minute I was there, and we got a group of them to stay. And we ended up plucking three redfish, a 32 and two 27s that would have been beautiful tournament fish, fat daddies. and those, Bunch of spots all over them? Uh, there wasn't a ton of spots, but super blue tails. But all three of those fish, I sight casted myself on the boat. It's crazy that, like, Brad was like, hey, Bubba, you know what? While you're up there, just give it, a, give it a whirl. And I'm getting ready to go cast towards the mangroves, and I see a blow-up right to the right. I flip to the right. Boom. You right. saw the fish or the you saw a blow-up? I saw the blow-up. And I couldn't, at that time, I couldn't really tell if it was a snook or a redfish. You know, you can usually tell the difference, but as soon as I thing hit the water boom he hooked up same thing with his daughter saw getting ready to throw one blew up by the boat threw again and we literally caught three redfish back to back to back by watching them blow up and then throw him right on top of them what's the water clarity like over there in rocky um, creek honestly uh rocky creek is, is pretty clear but what i noticed on friday still, still a little red or no no just no, light no, brown yeah light light brown it, it was it was actually it looked it looked good yesterday okay um, it's super clear everywhere. Yeah, well, right I mean, Friday, and it was actually a little churned up because it was blowing on Thursday. I mean, 18 yeah. to 20, 30-mile-an-hour gusts. I mean, and it was blowing on Friday, dude. I had to make that run to the Skyway for bait. It chilled out a little bit in the afternoon, though, for it Friday. Did, it, laid down, it laid down in the afternoon, which it was, a, it was a really nice ride to go north. You know, 
Do you do you hide spots? Like once you know the wind's coming, do you go to a certain area because you know you'll be covered by the yes, wind? Yes. Or do you just go to your spots? No, no, no. No matter I, what. The wind the wind has a lot to do with a, a, a lot of things depending, you know, especially if it's a little bit of a rough ride. Like I don't want to put my clients to I don't want to I want I don't want them to get beat up from Gandy all the way to Courtney Campbell, you know, so if I can't get that way, you know, maybe I'll tuck back around 4th Street, come around Big Island, all in there, and, you know, get tucked away from there. I actually went there towards the end of the day, but I didn't have any any moving water. I was at the top of the tide. But I went by 4th Street. I, I went don't be, Hey, don't be giving out spots. We're going to get yelled at by people. 4th Street. Find a spot <laughs> at 4th Street. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I ran around. I had a little bit of extra time after I dropped off yesterday, and I had my cousin with me. And I think it was probably a year and a half since he's been on my boat. And the last time he was on my boat, my boy Berto hooked him in the calf bad. Like I had to do surgery on the boat. So he comes back on the boat. I say, hey, listen, man, we're going to have enough bait left over. We'll go fish for a couple hours after the trip. And I'm glad we were able to get out there and do that, man, because we, we got on a bite. We, 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 definitely, we definitely got on a bite. I saw a snooker in there that was 50. Like a fi- like when you see it, you see fish, you see snook all the time. You're like, yeah, those are 40s. No, this was a 50 inch snook, bro. He looked like a floating bazooka. It was enormous. There, there's some there's some big snook around right there now. Is, there's a ton know, everywhere you go. There's a ton of little snook. They're everywhere. And I and that's one thing I want to say is that the snook population here in Tampa Bay is really great. And and one thing I am starting to see a lot more as I go out every trip are at least a handful of monster snook. Yeah. When, and when I say monster snook, I'm talking 35s or 40s plus. You can you say 30, 35 and bigger is a yeah, monster 35, snook. Yeah, I mean, 35 and bigger. You're in the 40 range and 50 range. You're talking about dinosaurs and no, things. No, there like. was, I'm telling you, dude, that, like, that was snook, it. Was it black? Yes. He was so big yeah. that I promise you it looked like I could have jumped on his back. Yeah. And they're wide too, dude. They look they, like little tarpon in bro, there. Bro, I want to say eight, nine inches wide on some of them. He, it was it, he couldn't hide from us. He was so big. I was just like, oh, and you threw at him too. He didn't want nothing. Oh, he threw the kitchen. You could, yeah. Him. You didn't, you ain't so, turning that fish my around. My cousin Brian had had his rod right there, and I'm like, oh my god, Brian. And he just like threw in the vicinity where I said he went, went swimming. But um, see, those are ones you actually you might have hooked them one day, but you didn't land. No, it. no, no. That's you got the, nothing for that. That is the one. one that got away. Yeah. You know, so the, it, it's nice. You know, the bait, I got to give a big shout out to Dylan McBride because he's back over there at the bait boat. And for you guys going out on the water today, uh, give Dylan a call. He's right outside of Hula Bay. It's uh, 748-0058. And if you're out in the Skyway area, uh, another buddy, Dylan of mine, if you're in the Skyway area, 941-932-6395 or... The other guy, he goes by Phil. Phil the live well, 707-372-3860. He usually is posted up outside the cockroach boat ramp. So there's a lot of bait guys out there doing it, but the demand is so high. And I know uh, the McBride brothers yesterday, uh, I saw a lot of captains at, at the boat ramp with a clean boat, clean shirt, and they look at me and say, yeah, one and done. So pay the man, and he filled up the live well. So... I mean, well, I tell I tell you what, though, I would I would like I, I hear I hear your shout out to all these. I I, I got to shout them out but, because I can't throw the net right no, now. No, that's man. that's and fine. Me out. I'm not I'm not saying I have 
I did buy bait a couple weeks ago from one of them because it was at the Skyway and we were late getting out, didn't want to make the run. We sat so. But I wish they would uh, start a little etiquette amongst themselves too when they're at the bait spot because they're at the Skyway getting it. And that's where all the other recreational guys have to get their bait too. And they just, they throw and they hog the stall and they, they need to figure out a rotation to let everybody in. They see us sitting out there, they don't move. They throw the net, they, they filter through it, and they just don't move. Um, and it, what it's gonna, what's going to happen is we're just going to say, all right, screw it. You're not going to move over. We're going to have to make a move, and the next thing you know, it turns into an argument. and they, wars? And it's a boat ramp fight or something. You know, who knows? But, oh, God. You know, I, it's just let us in there, too. You know, because we used to have a – we go to that stall, and there's four it, or five boats rotation. in there. You throw, you drive around, you throw again, and you just kind of rotate, and you yeah, go through it. But, listen, it's hard to rotate at the sky right now when there's 50 boats there. Well, there's a reason there's 50 boats there because they can't get in and get it, too. So uh, they're not letting them in. There's four or five, and there's only two stalls you're getting it out of right there in the. Yeah, but I got it when I went. When I went uh, the last time I was able to throw the net, I got it probably ten stalls down, and there was other people getting it too. And you just had to get your trolling motor in there, put your trolling motor down, and you had to. The tide was ripping, so you had to make sure you threw your chum in the correct place. So when it finally was sinking towards the back of the boat, that bait was sitting behind the boat. <coughs> And that's a big thing. A lot of people don't realize it. Sometimes you got to throw that bait 15 yards up tide, depending if it's ripping or not, to really get that bait where you want it to be, where you can catch it at. But I tell you this, though. There is bait right here in our backyard, but it's it's in 10 to 12 feet, and it just has nothing to hold it together, so it won't ball up for you. So you'll right. see it on your screen. You're marking it. They're actually they're, they're catching it in the afternoon. But what, the times I've gone, me and Troy have gone in the mornings. We just can't find it in the morning. Uh, it's there. We catch one or two. We got we got us a dozen last week. <laughs> Shout out to Run That Dog. We got us a couple dozen actually, and that's all we had. So we couldn't chum, and that made it that made it really tough. When you can't chum you like can't you normally chum, do, when you, can't you get chum to a spot, tough. you got to be. You throw your bait on. You throw it out six, seven times. Normally, you're done with it. You chuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you're holding on to this one. Yeah. Oh, he's got he's got straight Tommy Chong. He still eyes. got he still got a little left in him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's barely swimming. You got one more. And now I think that was part of our problem, too, on Friday. We were talking about it might have been the tide, but we saw 50 fish sitting in front of us, and we couldn't get them to eat. That could have definitely been our problem. But then again, you're seeing those fish. Those fish are seeing you. So if you can see them, you can. they can see you. I was trying to cast in areas like that I couldn't see well in front of the boat. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I think in between – I saw a lot of birds working. I didn't have time to stop or look or even throw the net. Like I said, I can't throw the net for another two weeks. But there was a lot of pelicans right there in between that. Uh, it's still they're still from, in glass minnows. From Gandy, is it? It's from, all glass minnows. I saw. I saw. Dude, guys they're huge too. The net. They're hookable. You know, like the Yozuri, uh like that rainbow color yeah. lure you'll throw like on a beach. They're that size. They're you could hook them. Wow. They're huge, and they're marking on your your machine. Yeah, they mark in good on red. The machine. So you think. You know, there's a a skinny straight line that'll go up, and that's definitely uh, glass minnows. And then they'll, they'll ball up that big red one that you're looking for, and it's still glass minnows. They're just that thick and they're huge. I mean, dude, we're literally probably a, a week and a half. But when away. you catch when you actually catch one of them greenbacks and they're in there, they are donkey like you know, pork chop, whatever nicknames we like to give them. Pork chop, fillet, fillet them in yongs. Yeah.
tarpon bait. They're they're everything. Power plant baits. They're huge, fat. Yeah. Speaking of that, that thing's about to open up. Huge. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a real quick break. This is Flash Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone, brought to you by Southeastern Tackle. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tackle. Yeah, it sounds good. I like I like Dad coming in with the Ric Flair drip. We got that. I like that. I like that. I think I got my boy Jason on the line. You want to put Jay through? Jason, you there? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, I moved from Pennsylvania, right? So, like, my way of fishing is completely different. So we tried, me and my son tried to go off the the pier, and uh, the shrimp, they keep flipping off there. So I've tried different ways. I've YouTubed different things. I didn't know if you guys had some suggestions on how to uh, how to bait a shrimp onto the line. Okay, so uh, well, well, my question. Hold on, where, where are you hooking it? Yeah. Uh, so I've done it different ways. I've done it through like the thorax, and okay. then I've also done it where I cut the head off because they were just flipping off too much that I was losing bait. Well, one of the one of the places I always hook my 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 shrimp as when you can look at their head, you see their brain and then you go right in front of the brain through that that top uh horn they have, the top yeah. spike on their head. I go right through there not too deep and then that allows the shrimp to actually swim and flick normally. Now, could it could it possibly be that you you're putting your you're dropping your shrimp down, and I mean, I know fishing at the Skyway when you're using shrimp, sometimes you can get a lot of uh, the smaller fish to kind of pick you clean. No, uh, I think he's saying it's coming off as he's casting. Oh, it's ca- it's coming off as you cast. No, no, not as I cast. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's what's happening is uh, it's just flipping off. But you may be right; it may be just the little fish eating it up. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. If de- it's in the water, it's getting eaten. Yeah. So you you definitely are you are, what what size hook are you putting on with those shrimp? Uh, like twelves. Okay. Uh, how, how big are these shrimp? Yeah. So. <laughs> Not too big. All right. I would. I mean, fishing at the Skyway for what you're doing, I would maybe recommend going. Try just try something smaller, like because you're gonna get a lot of mangrove snapper and sheephead and, and you know grunts and stuff there when using shrimp. Try to go down. I like to use the one eye owners they're the circle hooks go down to yeah. a, a one-eye owner circle hook and, and put a little you could put a little split shot weight on it maybe four or five inches above the hook and try okay. try going to a smaller a smaller hook and definitely try going through the top of the the top of the uh, head of the shrimp right you'll see the big the big brain right in front of that you want to go through that horn or sometimes you can actually just go through the back tail from the bottom up through the top and try that as well. Okay. I, I've tried where I fished it through the whole shrimp. Yeah. And uh you either want it in the head or the tail if you're using a you know, if you're using a regular hook without a without a jig head. You want it through the head or through the tail? I'm a tail guy myself. Yeah. 
So you know what you want. If you can remember my number or maybe I'll put it on the Facebook. I mean, if you want to give me a call after after the show and I can go into a little bit more details of, of a couple different things you can try there so you and your son can get on some fish. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, you got. do you have something to write with right now? Yeah, I'm actually uh, driving, but uh, all right. If you want, just go to our Flats Mafia Fishing on Facebook and uh, send yeah. send a message there, and I'll get back to you personally. Okay, I appreciate that so much. All right, no problem, brother. Yeah, we want you to get on fish. Now that you're here in Florida, one of the best states ever, we got to get you on some yeah. fish. Yeah, my son's getting a little disappointed. <laughs> no, all right, we got to keep him. We got to keep him. Uh, keep his attention there. So uh, we'll get to it. I'll give you. Just send me a message, and we'll get to it. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, brother. Appreciate you have a good Sunday. Appreciate your call. You do the same. All right. You know, it's 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 things like that. You get a lot of people. There's so many people that move to this state that have fished their whole lives their way from where they're from. And when you come here, it's a completely different ballgame. It really is. Like, for instance, he's using, a, I don't know what kind of size 12, but. I don't, I don't think he was using a 12. Well, you never know, bro. Because if you think about it, if he's if he's doing what he knows, coming from up north, he you know he in his head he's thinking, all right, well, I'm gonna probably maybe try the same thing. Obviously, that's I know if I went somewhere else, say I went up north, I would try the same things I'm using here. Because the, I, that, the that's best what thing I know. to do is when, wherever you're buying your shrimp, talk to the guy. Go in there and ask them what's going on. Ask them how to you know if you have a question like that, ask them how they would hook it and. You know what's biting in that area? They're gonna know the best. Yeah, and and you know what, Bill Bill at Gandy Bain Tackle, um, he's really good at that. I've I've seen him help a lot of people just being yeah. in there. Um, Zach as well there, but a lot of these guys at the at your local bait shops, man, you 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 ask them questions, they they'll know that you're, you know, you're serious about it. And, and most of these guys are gonna give you the best, you know, your best. Yeah, or or the tackle shops, just not not the chains. Like you're not gonna go to Dicks and. And ask somebody working there that yeah. question. They're not going to know it. No, that's the that's the benefit of going somewhere like Southeastern or something like that. The people that are in there are knowledgeable and they know exactly the answer for your question. Something exactly. like that. So yeah, that's a good thing. There's a ton of people at Southeastern that, that can answer the questions all the way from inshore to offshore to saltwater, freshwater. Uh, that's what makes that place uh, so darn good. I know we got. Uh, I, I missed. I missed our boy last week, you guys. There's a microphone in front of you. Use it. You, I got it. Go. It's right here. All right. You can't hear me? No. You can't? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're better. Yeah. I'm better now? Well, maybe because I'll be having my back on that one. Yeah. He, he's shy to say it, but thank you. Okay, thanks. All right. I'm glad you guys are together on that. <laughs> I, I was just trying to be polite like, look at you. Look at you it's when I like an, It's kind of like in a hoppy podcast we did, you know, on hoppy hour. Yeah, because he yeah. had us sharing a mic. I mean, how hard is it to share a mic? I'm, my back's probably four foot wide and we're going to sit next to each other in a chair listen the room i record in i'm lucky to be using and there's just two mics i do not like your tone with me okay all right hey don't don't start moving too much you're gonna rip them headphones off <laughs> yeah not only were they five dollars but they're only five inches on the cord yeah. either yeah so uh you're about to ask me something before i rudely interrupted you yeah, well, because I I missed out on uh, what on our the, buddy Chris last week. National Pediatric Cancer Foundation fishing yeah. tournament. Yes. Yep. Fishingthefunds.cure. I can't say that right to save my life. Fishingthefunds. Dot or the but, cure. So there's an S on there. <laughs> there is, but it sounds like I'm saying funds. It's let me, let me funds. Look at it. Let me look at it. And with read a it. D. Where are we at? 
Fishingfundsthecure.org. Yeah. Fishingfundsthecure.org. It just sounds like funds. Yeah. Well, not F-U-N-D-S. Say, say it real fast. You're going to have problems. Yeah. $25 per registrant. And uh, it's open through September 28th. It's open through now through September 28th. Yep. It begins April 6th. Uh, first place is 500. Second place is 300. Third place is 200. And they have saltwater and freshwater species from redfish, trout, flounder, snook, striped bass, cutthroat, rainbow trout, bluegill, black crappie, and the largemouth bass. Crappy? Crappy. 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 So, uh, Kerry- no, Chris went over it well. I mean, he's he told me too. They got four power poles they're giving out. There's trips they're giving away. You're giving away a half day charter on it. We're gonna uh, put something on our social media feed here today. He's been on me all week since last week, and I haven't got a chance to do it. It'll be done today at some point. So pay attention to our Facebook pages. We'll have a way for you to enter and win. We're gonna give away some some apparel, hats and shirts, something like that, and then we're gonna give away your your trip as well. I think they're gonna give away your trip, but. We're gonna yeah. give away some apparel just for just for registering. It's twenty five dollars. Yeah, you can't beat yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and the pediatric cancer tournament that it's my favorite. That one of the tournaments they do, uh, I believe it's in October or November. Yeah, that's the big one. That is the big one, and it is absolutely my favorite tournament ever to fish. Um, and they just they just raise so much money for these kids, and it's such it's, it's for such a great cause. Um, I support them. Support them very much. I got a long hair on my microphone or something here. No, it's on your beard. I see it. <laughs> it's been driving me nuts all morning. <laughs> of course it is. I'd like to just yank it. <laughs> Can I do that? Can we do that live? You want to yank my? I just want to yank that hair off. It's driving me nuts. Well, where's it at? It's on your face. Can you like grab one? If string? you turn it aside, I can see it. One string. Come here. You don't only get. Turn. Oh, turn. You only get one. Oh, nailed it. That's, that's <laughs> gross. <laughs> you don't they, get that on other fishing hey, shows. No, you don't. But that's what dads do right there. Thanks, Dad. That's <laughs> uh, nasty. Um, so I don't. I don't got to work again till Friday. But uh, I plan on doing a, a a little bit of scouting probably Thursday. Well, you got the week off. Uh, yeah, but I gotta do. I gotta get my steering fixed on my boat. I I did have a run in with the law yesterday. And, was it Tony? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was the sheriff. And uh, they actually could have shut me down. They were getting ready to shut me down. But I gave them a, you know, showed them my, my bandage on my stomach that I was in the hospital for 10 days. You want to tell oh, me you how went, I, you went oh, yeah. deep into the well. Yeah, you want to tell me. How, he caught me with my pants down big time. I, he goes, all right, well, where's your, he goes, where's your license? I don't have my license on board because someone, I think, I think someone took it out of my boat. So I have a picture <laughs> of it, Okay. <laughs> I got a picture of it, so I show him the picture. He goes, this is good, but where's everything you had? Where's the other picture that shows that you're a captain and all that? I was like, I don't know. So he said, well, call somebody at the house, see if you can send me a picture. He goes, uh, well, first things first, you don't have your FL numbers on the side. Dude, you're, you're a mess, man. And then he I know says, your dad got mad at us one time. <laughs> we said, you know, Bub's the way he is because Chief raised him, and he's like, I raised a fun-loving boy <laughs> like you did. But this dude is a mess. You don't have your captain's <laughs> license on the boat. You don't have no FL numbers. And listen. Steering's jacked up. No, and then he asked for my fishing license for all my customers. I pulled it out. It expired on March 14th. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, so TBM, he, I got, that is a TBM me, people put me in the system. He put me in the system and he was very, very generous to be able to let me go. And this uh, was sheriff's office. You said, yeah, this was the sheriff's right. office. Good and, for uh, those guys. You know, he, um, 
He could have shut me down. He was getting ready to shut me down. But I told him, I said, look, man, I missed six charters while I was in the hospital. I literally just got out. I got to work, buddy. You got to let me work. You got to please don't, like, please don't shut me down. I got, I need this. So, I mean, I I told him everything was true. Like, everything that was really, like, like literally my license just expired while I was in the hospital. Like, you know, so. Um, but that's a great time to is to get your license fixed is when you're it's a week before it expires yeah yeah i like how you blame it on that well no it's not that's something you do three months ago no it's it's actually i need to just figure out some kind of way that i can just automatically set it up where it renews itself but i have to go to the actual i go to the triple a office and go there and buy that license it's like a 240 dollar license whatever get it together man oh no don't worry i got this whole week i'm getting my steering fixed my trolling motor fixed and because the trolling motor works but you got to do some crazy stuff to get it up and down. So, um, but other than that, the boat's running good, engines running good, live wells running good, you know, power posts, everything's everything's running good. The boat boat definitely after sitting for two weeks, she she did good yesterday and the day before. So, I, I know after after we boys. while we were talking during the break, Troy sent us a picture of the bait we were talking about that's actually here. Where know, we were just talking, he's, about. he's loading up on it, man. Yeah, he actually got a good batch of it. So t- I take back what I talked about. Uh, only getting it during the afternoon. He's getting get it, it now too. Maybe it's me. I, my new GoPro I have. We it's call cursed. it the we call it the banana. Yeah. It it just does. Maybe, maybe we not. should drop it in some holy water or something. I'm just gonna return it. <laughs> yeah, return it and get another one. Yeah, I, I've been cursed. It's seriously, I might it, have to it, sacrifice a live chicken it, or something. You need to, and then pour the blood all over yeah. it. Because uh, we've we've had a lot of different encounters with that GoPro where it just yeah I've had good pictures. I mean Troy, Troy caught a a really good fish with it the other day. We took a picture. It's the one on our latest one on our feed. There, I mean he. It's not cursed. It's just we've had some bad luck, and it happens to be on the boat. Yeah, well, it's never good. But he's loading up on him. Get a little report from him. We we've been on some big. You can't get those forty five. We're seeing forty five inches consistently, and we're trying to figure out how to get them to eat. A twelve inch foot long from, from uh, yeah. I think that's Subway. what we're thinking, like a cut mullet or cut, you know, head of a half of a ladyfish, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think but, it's one of those things you gotta let them soak too, man. Those I don't think those fish are gonna really react on something like they're gonna just be cruising, smell it, see it, and then just give it that gulp. And you gotta sit there and wait. I know guys that catch the big ones. Some of the the way they do it, they put a three or four out on and put a decent knocker rig with a big. Either cut ladyfish or cut mullet. Yeah, you have to let it soak. Yeah, you got to let it soak. Right. So, like, the the one we got during the Titan the Drag, you know, we were happy with the snook. It was 29, but that was the small one. That was in there. You know, that's the smaller one that ate the ate the live greenback. So, I mean, he's trying to – I'm sure he's going to go in there today and and really chum the area with some bigger yeah. bait and see what I happens. Went, I went could change you, things. I went yesterday uh, where you told me to go, and I looked around. There was a couple of boats in there. One guy didn't have a trolling motor, so he was on his engine the whole time. So he's probably pushing fish all over. But, you know, we were able to pluck a couple out of there, a couple snook, nothing too big, though. But uh, Like you said, uh, you know, they're not on the mangroves on that thing. Them bigger ones are a little bit deeper in the column. Yeah. And they're in, and like, they're the drop-off. They, they're in that salt and pepper and that little deeper water on the flats. So, uh, all right. Well, I mean, we're already wrapping this thing up. We're I ready. know, dude. We're ready. We're ready here. Big shout outs to Big Storm Brewing Company, Southeastern Tackle, Hula Bay Club. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, big shout out to Florida Fishing Products. I'm actually getting ready to go pick my reels up tomorrow from there. And uh, Dan James, RCI Optics. Dad bought me a new hat because it didn't fit him good. So uh, other than that, guys, make sure you stay tuned. We're going to be talking about our next Tight Line Tuesday coming up. 
Make sure you go get some tackle from Southeastern. And uh, y'all, tight lines this week. Happy to be back. Two fingers. We are out of here. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone.